Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode 53. If you are new to the podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to the very, very, very beginning of when we launched this, so episodes 0, 1, and 2. That'll give you a little bit more of an introduction on who I am, why I created the podcast and this brand, and also episodes 1 and 2 talk a lot more about my main two philosophies, the the importance of movement and the importance of thinking. So the name strength of body and mind implies kind of like the the key two things that I always talk about the mind body connection, the mind developing the mind, progressing mindset, developing a strong mindset and a, a core set of beliefs and perspective and visualization of yourself. And then also obviously the body part. So the physical portion of everything. So nutrition, fitness, movement, uh, strength, flexibility, balance, stability, all these things. And the combination of those two things and how I truly believe that one feeds the other, feeds the other one, feeds the other one, feeds the other, and ends up in this feedback loop. And that is one of the things that once you can harness that, once you can really understand that, once you can really kind of like put emphasis on those things and really understand them, then honestly, the the there is no ceiling for you at that point. You can just keep developing over and over and over and over again, endlessly, and uh, kind of take it as far as you want, really. Uh, but you know, without being able to harness those things, I feel like there is a mental ceiling, and that ceiling keeps you from going and reaching like your true potential. But if you can master those things, it is endless. So anyway, go back and listen to those if you haven't already, and also. Jump onto Facebook and go join the Mind Body Community, the MBC. That is something that I've started. It's a free community where a lot of like-minded people are in there contributing all the time, dropping videos. I'm in there all the time, dropping videos and written content and all kinds of cool stuff. And there's tons to learn beyond listening to the podcast. So go jump in there, the Mind Body Community, MBC. Just go into Facebook and check that out. And a link will be in the show notes. So let's jump right in. This episode is going to be, it's actually, it's a, it's a question, all right? It's a question. So I'm going to start it by asking you, and I want you to ask yourself, honestly, I want you to like truthfully ask yourself, do you think it's shallow to want to look great? Do you think it's shallow to want to look amazing? Now, the reason I'm asking is this is recently I was on the phone with a prospective client and their goal that they were talking about when I was asking them about what their future goals are, it's a woman. I said, what are your, what are your future goals? What do you want to achieve? What are you hoping to achieve in the world of fitness and health? And she started to respond, but interrupted herself and said, well, I don't really, I don't want to come across as shallow. I don't want you to think I'm shallow. I don't, I don't want to sound shallow, but I want to, I want to look good. I want to look good. I don't want you to think I'm shallow, but I want to look good. And I had to stop right there. I had to interrupt her and be like, listen, 
there is nothing shallow about wanting to look good. And I kind of went off on a tangent, kind of like how I'm about to right now. Uh, I'm going to try and contain myself here. But here's the thing. First of all, I don't believe it's shallow to want to look amazing. Okay, that's the bottom line. I don't believe it's shallow to want to look amazing. And one of the things I compare this to all the time is how it is considered a bad thing to want money. It's considered a bad thing to want a lot of money or to want to be rich or to want to be well off or well to do or whatever to be wealthy. And you know, you probably know people like that. You probably know people that think that way. Maybe you think that way. Maybe you always kind of feel funny when you think about what it would be like to be rich. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to want to be rich it'd be co- or it'd be cool to be rich, it'd be cool to have a ton of money or if money was no object like that'd be great, right? And everyone thinks about that and everyone talks about it when it comes to say like, you know, your the lottery ticket, like let's just say like, I don't know, Powerball or something is up around like $400 million or something like that. I don't even know how high it gets, what, 200 million or something like that. Let's just say Powerball is up at $200 million and you and your friends, you guys all go get a ticket. And then you kind of talk about that because it's fun. And it's also a little bit unrealistic that you'll win anyway. So it doesn't feel bad to talk about that. It doesn't feel bad to talk about what you would do if you had $200 million. Okay, like some ridiculously large amount of money. But at the same time, chances are you don't share with your friends what you're currently making. And your friends don't share with you what they're currently making. There's a big taboo around money. And it's something that people don't discuss. All right, they've like people put that in the same space as like politics and religions, like things we don't talk about things we don't talk about. But the the desire for money is something that pretty much every single person has. And if they don't have it, one of two things, either they truthfully don't care about money because they have fulfillment through other things and they already have enough money to do what they want. Okay. They already have some form of financial freedom, so they don't care about having more money. Fine. And that doesn't mean that they're necessarily like in the 1%. That doesn't mean they have millions of dollars either, by the way, a lot of people who are retired who definitely don't have millions of dollars because they worked a job for 40 years or 50 years. They have a comfortable salary and they've they've achieved some level of financial freedom through 40 years of decision making and strategy to get to where they are. And so it's fine. But they um, that's not really what I'm talking about. But people who who want a lot of money and they they would they wish they had true wealth and they wish they had financial freedom. They either are perceived as uh, it's, it's perceived as a bad thing to talk about that or it's perceived as some kind of snobbery or some kind of shallow perspective uh, in the same way that it, that people who want a particular physique or they want to look a particular way or they want to look good is also considered or, or perceived as a bad thing is perceived as like this, this snobby stuck up full of yourself kind of thing. And that's bullshit. <laughs> it is. I don't I don't know why people get in that mode. What I think is going on more than anything else is that I think there's a little bit of insecurity there. Okay, I think there's a little bit of insecurity going on. So for example, if you want to be rich, if you wish you were wealthy, right? If you are not currently wealthy by your own standards, whatever it is you make, you wish you made 10x that. Okay. Why is it that you don't talk about that to everybody? Why is it that you don't bring that up at like every opportunity 
and tell everybody, why is it that you don't make that a focal point of your life? Why? Why is that? Ask yourself that right now. If you make some form of money, some salary, and you are okay with it, or maybe you hate it, maybe you wish you made more and like really, really, really bad. But either way, even if you are content with it, but you really want 10x that, you really wish you had 10x that, why is it that you don't talk about that to everybody? Why is it that you don't project that into the universe? Is it because you think people are going to think less of you in some way? You think people are going to like look down on you or think that you're being greedy or that you're being selfish or that you're being shallow or something like that? Because that's probably what's going on, right? Now, the same thing applies in fitness. Let's just say, for example, and there's two real, there's like two scenarios here that I want to describe. One is where someone already looks good in, in like societal perspective. And the other is where someone looks uh, like is, is obese, for example, right? So by societal standards, doesn't look great. Okay. Uh, again, by societal standards. But anyway, scenario one, you already look okay, right? You already look good by societal standards. You're, you know, like a normal build, quote unquote, normal build. Um, you're relatively thin. You know, you you look like a healthy adult, let's just say, okay, a healthy adult. You're not overweight, you're not underweight, just a healthy adult. But let's just say you don't have a lot of muscle, right? You start talking about, you start opening up, you start projecting that you wish you looked better, that you wish you had more upper body strength. You wish you had more muscle definition. You wish you had more, let's just say vascularity. I'm throwing things out there. You wish you had um, more muscle size in your legs. Okay. You wish you had like, you have really thin, let's just say you have really thin, like chicken legs. I call them chicken legs. You have really thin legs. You wish you had more legs, more leg muscle, right? More leg muscle, more quads, more hamstrings, all of it, right? Here's, here's the thing. If you are in that situation, you start talking about those things that a lot of times is perceived negatively by a lot of people, especially those who don't even look quote unquote as good as you do right now. So people who are obese or people who are overweight or people who are grossly out of shape, they look at you, they're already very likely envious in some capacity of what you have. So by you talking about wanting to look even better than you do, quote unquote, better by your own standards, by the way, those are your standards, that makes them feel even more insecure because not only do you already, but in their mind, look great, but you want to take it to the next level. So that makes them feel even worse about themselves. That's really what's going on. Now, the other scenario I wanted to describe is if you're in a situation like I was back in 2008, where I was obese and you know, I, in my own mind, had hit rock bottom. Okay. In my own mind, I had hit rock bottom. I was obese and I was obviously very overweight and no, I wasn't the most overweight person in the world, but to me, I was, to me, I was at rock bottom. To me, I was the worst I could like possibly potentially ever be. And when I finally projected outwardly that I wanted to look great, when I did that, I got people that said, Oh, you look good. You look fine. You don't need to lose any weight. You look great. Okay. I got that. And then I also got people and maybe you're in this situation. And I also got people who said, 
Um, life's too short, bro. Life's too short. That's not important. That shit's not important, right? What's important is living life and enjoying life and having fun. All right. Now, what do you think those people of those two situations, what, what do you think that they were really what how they looked, right? Or how they, what state they were in physically or what state they were in as far as their fitness goes. The people who told me, you look good. Don't worry about it. You look, you know, you look great. You don't need to lose any weight. You already look amazing. The people who said that to me were the people who had already gotten themselves to a level of fitness where they were satisfied, okay, where they were happy, where they looked good in their own mind. So, of course, to them, they don't care what anybody else looks like. So they're going to they're just going to tell everybody that everybody looks good. Don't worry about it. You look great. Don't worry about it. You know, you're fine because they're already comfortable with themselves. Okay, they're already comfortable with themselves. They don't want to stir the they don't want to stir the the waters or whatever. There's they don't want to stoke the fire. They're just going to let it when people when people project, I want to lose weight, I want to do all these things. They're just going to put out the most neutral comment possible, which is, "Oh, you already look great. You already look great. You don't need to lose any weight. You look fine." Now, the people who were in my life at the time who were also obese, who were also very very overweight or very out of shape, they were the ones that immediately immediately tried to um, dis- like dissuade me from doing anything like that. And instead, they tried to persuade me to just enjoy life, quote unquote, enjoy life, aka just continue to eat like shit and drink all the time and never work out and never try to get to that goal that I was outwardly projecting, which was I want to look great. I want to lose this much weight. I want to put on muscle mass. Right. So there were two different types of people in my life who were trying to tell me to do two different things. But at the same time, it was the same thing. (laughs) So one was telling me I don't need to lose weight because I already look great. Right. Positive encouragement, but also telling me to do nothing. And then the other one were people telling me to not try to go for that goal. They weren't supporting me in my goal as it being something that was realistic, meaning they were confirming basically that yes, you are overweight, Gordon. Yes, you are obese, but no, you don't need to go for that fitness objective of yours because life is too short and you should spend your life enjoying it and eating like crap and not worrying about it. So two different types of people telling me the exact same thing. Okay. But at the end of the day, what I really wanted and where I'm trying to go with this is that I wanted to look great by my standards. I wanted to look great by my standards. I wanted to, and that was, by the way, that was to lose a lot of weight. That was to lose 65 pounds minimum to get down to that 185 that I wanted. That's what I wanted, right? 180, 185 pounds down from where I was. I wanted to put on muscle mass. I wanted to go down all these clothes sizes. I wanted to look in the mirror and love what I saw. Okay. I didn't want to look the way I looked anymore. And the longer that I stayed that way, the more I was going to be unhappy with myself, the more I was going to hate what I saw in the mirror and feel down about myself. Everybody wants to look good. Okay. This is the most taboo shit ever. Everybody wants to look good. I, I don't know why people seem to think that it's shallow to want to look good just like it's shallow to want to have money and financial freedom and wealth. I can't 
understand it. I cannot literally, I can't logically wrap my mind around why people think it's a bad thing to want wealth or to want financial freedom. And at the same time, along those same lines to want to look amazing. Why is it a bad thing to want to look amazing? You're in total control. You are in total control. It's completely up to you. And it's really has, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It's nobody else's business. But it's not shallow. That's the thing to understand. That's the thing to, to drive home here. It's not shallow. You should want to look a certain way. Whatever that is for you, whatever that objective is for you, whatever that state of fitness is for you, that's yours and yours alone. And you should want and you should have the freedom to be able to want to look that way and not feel guilty and not feel shallow. If you are a woman and you are a size 20 and you want to be a size fucking six, that's up to you. That's your thing. And you should not feel shallow for that. If you think a size six is a desirable, sexy, like objective that you want to get to because that will make you feel great. You want to look like that. That's your objective. That's your objective and your objective alone. And you should not feel shallow or guilty or weird for wanting that goal. Everybody wants to look great, whatever that is for them. And I've said this before too. Ultimately, I truly believe this too, that every single person in some capacity wants to look good naked. They want to look good naked. Everybody wants to look good naked. And that's not weird, by the way. It's, it's weird if you're thinking about it now for the first time because I said it, because maybe you've always thought about it, but you never really thought about it, but now you are. But it's real, right? We all, we're all born naked, right? We all want to look good naked. We do. It's true. And uh, I'm totally comfortable saying that in, in really any forum because it's true. And once you start actually acknowledging that and agreeing with it and, and really realizing that, yeah, that is actually the thing that I kind of wish I had was that I could look in the mirror and I, you know, naked and feel good about it. Once you really realize that it puts a lot of things in perspective, it makes a lot of things easier because now like, you know, cats out of the bag. This is what I want. And it just makes everything easier. It makes the target easier, by the way. It does. It makes the target of actually getting there easier because it's no longer this big, this big thing of smoke and mirrors. Like, what is it that I really want? I'm trying to tell these people that I want to build strength and muscle. I'm trying to tell these people I want to lose weight. But at the end of the day, all I really want to do is I want to look great naked. Once you can like put that out there as like a primary objective, it just makes everything so much easier. I mean, who do you know that loves looking horrible? And what I mean by that is in their own mind, whatever their definition is of horrible or whatever their definition is of looking like shit. How many people want that? How many people actually truly want that? That's like asking people who wants to be poor, who here wants to have no money, who here wants to have zero wealth, who here wants to have zero financial freedom, who here wants to work paycheck to paycheck every single week for the rest of their life. Who wants that? Because that sounds so great. I can't wait to live paycheck to paycheck for the rest of my life. I can't wait to make a thousand dollars this week and spend 997 of it on bills and food and stuff and have zero left over. I can't wait. That sounds awesome, right? That sounds so great. Or I can't wait to make my $434 this week and spend $434 
on paying off all my bills and my credit card and feeding my daughter and buying my dog food and putting gas in my car. That sounds so great. Can't wait. That sounds amazing. Right? Who wants that? Honestly, who wants that? If someone says they actually want that and they're okay with that, they're full of shit. But it's the bottom line. So listen, I want you to visualize right now whatever your state is right now, whatever your state of fitness is right now, whatever your body looks like right now, I want you to visualize what it would be like if you looked however you interpret and however you perceive the word amazing, right? I want you to visualize yourself looking amazing by your own standards. I want you to visualize what it would feel like if you looked so incredible by your own standards that you were in a state of fitness and a state of physique that you never thought possible. Maybe you are that woman that wants to be a size six who's a size 20. Visualize that. What does that look like in your mind? What is that? What does that actually look like? You're currently a size 20. So you know how big the clothes are that you have to buy. You know what stores you can't shop at. Right? You know what places, what aisles in stores you can't go into because there's nothing there for you because you're, you're, you're the size that you are. Right? If you're a guy, right? let's say you wear a 46-inch waist, what would it feel in your mind's eye? Visualize this. What would it be like for you if you could go into a store and buy a size 32 size jeans? Okay, a size 32, something you can buy in any store anywhere because it's it's a common size for like typical BMI sized men. Right? What would that be like for you? If you could do that, how many how many sources of stress would that eliminate from your life? If you could just go in any store and buy any size clothes. Or if you looked in the mirror and your waist was that much smaller than it is now. And you could see things. You could see your hip bones. Maybe you could see your abs a little bit. Maybe you could see your collarbone for the first time. Like, what would that be like for you? What would that do for you mentally? And so if you're visualizing this now, really think about this for a second. This only takes like 30 seconds, but really think about it. Really visualize what it would be like to go from buying a double XL shirt or a triple XL shirt to buying a large or a medium, something again, you can buy anywhere, anywhere. What would that be like for you? What would that feel like for you? If you were carrying around that much less weight and you were that much more flexible and had that much more energy, what would that be like for you? Think about this too. Okay. Think about how your partner would look at you if you looked amazing, now amazing is by your own standards, okay? Think about how your partner would look at you. Think about the way your relationship might change as a result of that. Now, this partner, they might love you for everything that you are anyway. That's fine, okay? That's fine. But there is something that happens when you feel like you look amazing, okay? When you feel like you've mastered your body and you look amazing, and maybe that involves a dramatic weight change. Think about this for a second. Your relationship might change in these ways. You might have 
more sparks as a result of this between you and your, your partner. Okay. There might be some more passion there. Your relationship, your physical relationship might change. It might be 10 times better as a result. There might be more passion there, like physical passion. Okay. Not necessarily because that person loves you more now because you are in a different, you have a different physique. That's not what I'm talking about. But here's what happens when you get to a point where you love the way you look, your confidence goes through the roof. And when your confidence and all your self-worth and self-belief go through the roof like that, and your self-esteem goes through the roof like that, people desire you more. People desire you more. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're in a relationship, for example, your partner is going to, they're going to feed off that. They're going to see it. They're going to feel it. They're going to recognize that energy, whether they know they're recognizing it or not, they're going to recognize it. And they're going to be more drawn to you as a result. When you become this more confident person, this person with tremendous amounts of self-esteem and self-worth and self-belief as a result of feeling great, not only do they recognize the fact that you look like different, you look better physically, but they feed off of your positive energy of you feeling better about yourself. And that draws them to you. That makes them more attracted to you at a very, very, very deep level, not just physically, but at a very deep level. And it creates some serious magnetism between you and your partner. It does. It creates better relationships when you feel great about your body. It does. That's those are facts. Okay. That's something that's real. And if you can get yourself to that point where you go through that process of getting yourself to a state where you love the way you look and you have a high amount of self-love for yourself, it creates that level of positive perspective on yourself that is contagious and causes your partner to be drawn to that. I promise. And here's the other thing. You begin to inspire them. You begin to inspire them. And what do you think happens when you inspire your own partner, when you motivate your own partner just through your own actions? Not only are they more attracted to you because you are this person that's doing so many amazing things for yourself, which is an attractive trait, by the way, but you are causing them to start thinking about themselves and how they can develop themselves and how they can build the blocks of inspiration and motivation internally that they need to go to where they want to go, just like you did for yourself. And as you start to inspire and motivate them, guess what? They recognize you as not only their partner, not only their spouse or, or, or whatever, but also as someone of knowledge and a little bit of authority in that type of stuff, right? They recognize you as someone who brings out the best in them and challenges them and helps them grow and develop And who doesn't want their partner to be that type of person, the person that helps them become a better person? That's the best type of relationship. If you're in a romantic relationship with someone and they challenge you in a positive and healthy and loving way for you to be the best version of yourself, that is one of the best types of relationships. That's like an ideal type of thing. And if you take yourself through that, if you change yourself, if you bring yourself through whatever it is that you need to do, whatever type of transformation or metamorphosis it is to get yourself to looking great by your own standards and feeling great by your own standards as a result of that, that is going to be something that becomes a contagion. 
in your house and creates that energy between you and your partner. And that's one of the best benefits of it. If you're in a relationship, you'll see how that magnifies and how it strengthens and how much more magnetic you are to each other as a result. All right. Here's the other thing too. If you are the type of person to, to carry yourself through this process, okay, you want to look great now, you carry yourself through the process and you get there, you're going to draw haters. <laughs> That's it's actually true. You are going to draw negative people. It might only be one or two. It might be 10 or 11. It might be 100, right, depending on how big your circle is and how many people you interact with, but you're going to draw haters. Okay. And they might attack you for it. They might attack you for going through this. They might attack you for wanting to look great, first of all, and then actually achieving looking great. And the the thing is that's really going on here is insecurity. I see this a lot more with women. I do see it with men too, but I see it a lot more with women being self-conscious about themselves and having insecurities about themselves and watching other women who also shared those things go through some sort of transformation and is now looking amazing and is now extremely confident and super bubbly and full of life and seems rejuvenated and has vitality and loves themselves and is confident and has self-worth and self-belief and the woman who who hasn't gone through that looks at that and obviously is overcome with jealousy and all the insecurities start coming out and a lot of times that manifests and materializes in negativity like outward projected negativity aka being you know a hater saying a lot of negative stuff and that's actually a good sign so if you're in that situation where you're receiving comments like that where you know you look great, you know you've made a major transformation and someone comes in your life and says, well, I don't really notice. I don't really notice anything. You look exactly the same. You looked exactly like you did before. I don't know why you're putting in all this work because you look exactly like you did before. Right? That is a sign of someone who feels bad about themselves and is not going to be supportive of you for you know whatever internal conflict they're dealing with. It, they're just not able to bring themselves to being, being a decent human being. But for you... That's actually a great sign. That's a great sign. If you have someone in your life that's doing that, that's a great sign. I mean, obviously, the relationship with that person needs work or should be eliminated altogether, but it's a great sign for you because that means you're making all the right moves and you are moving forward and you are continuously uh, developing. You're moving forward and developing. And I always say this all the time, too. If you're not growing, you're dying, right? So in this case, you're developing, you're growing, which is amazing. And honestly, as a coach, one of the things I love doing is make like making people feel great about what they see in the mirror, basically getting themselves to that that situation I just described, right, where they love the what they see, they love the way they feel, they love the self worth and self belief, they love the fact that they have a hater or two in their life. I love getting people to that point. And as fun as it is to look in the mirror, and like, see all this muscle definition or all these curves or all this, these things, these desirable traits that you've always wanted that you finally got as fun as that is to like actually see that, right? The confidence that comes with this is worth a thousand times more, a million times more. And I can't describe it any other way other than it's, it makes you feel invincible. It makes life better. 
Okay. It makes life better. It makes life easier. Here's another thing that it does for you in, in, as an example of making life easier. When you feel amazing, when you look in the mirror and you love what you see, and when you feel physically amazing, and when you feel emotionally and mentally like you achieved something massive and that you're worth a lot and that you have self-love for yourself, when you when you get to that point, when you feel those things, it, anything bad that happens in your life, anything that comes up, and this could be a family emergency, someone gets sick even, right? That's like a worst case scenario. Someone gets sick or dies even, or a bunch of like small, quote unquote, insignificant things like not long term stuff like, you know, your car breaks down or this breaks or that breaks or you have a surge of money that you have to pay out for certain things. I don't know, house repairs, anything like that stuff that would normally stress you out, right? When those things happen, both those extremely worst case things like someone dying or getting sick and those somewhat insignificant things that happen to you like financially or whatever materialistic both of those types of things are easier to handle when your confidence is this high and when you feel this good. Because what happens is you are able to reflect internally about yourself when you're going through something, when you're going through something stressful. You're able to reflect, and it's very easy to be grateful for what you have when you feel physically great and when you love what you see in the mirror. So, despite how bad things are, it's a lot easier for you to realign yourself with gratitude and be grateful and thankful for what you have, for the fact that you were able to go through this, for the fact that you were able to get yourself to a point where you like what you see in the mirror, for yourself to have gotten to the point where you built confidence and you built the ability to love yourself and the ability to believe in yourself and the ability to think and know and understand that you're worth something. Everything becomes easier no matter the magnitude, no matter the magnitude. Over the course of 10 years, I have experienced quite a few of funerals, okay? Quite a few funerals. I don't like going to funerals. I don't like going to wakes. I've also experienced a lot of just insignificant bad shit, okay? 10 years is a long time, right? A lot of bad things happen. A lot of good things happen, but a lot of bad things happen. But I'll tell you this. I can, at this point, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, no matter like when my, if you listen to a recent episode I posted, um, I think it was episode 52, you know, that w- that was a situation where I would normally have broken down. Okay. If I didn't have such strength and solidarity and belief in myself to hold it together, I probably wouldn't have held it together. Okay. That was one of the worst case things that could have happened to me in my little immediate circle. And I, I was able to hold it together. Okay. I was able to move past it. And one of the reasons I know for a fact that I was able to move past it is because I was able to reflect on what I was grateful for, right? I was able to, I literally remember doing this, being thankful and grateful for what I had and the time that we had prior to that point, no matter what was going to happen going forward, I really didn't know, but I was grateful and thankful for what I had experienced going up to that point, getting to that point. And if it, and if there wasn't going to be that much of an emotional connection, because again, 
We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And, and so it, in worst case scenario, it would have probably gotten to a point where, you know, we wouldn't have been able to like bring her home full time kind of thing or she would, you know, we didn't know. We didn't know. So I was preparing myself for the worst and I knew that no matter what, I was thankful and grateful and appreciative of the time that we had leading up to that point and that no matter what, you know, I'd be able to handle it because I had that. And one of the reasons I think I was able to appreciate those things and be grateful for those things is because every time I looked at myself in the mirror, every time I saw my body in the mirror and I liked what I saw, I was instantly reminded of all the time I spent getting myself to that point and all the things I had to do to get my, to get myself to that point where I loved what I saw in the mirror and how much my wife was involved along the way. And all of the situations and interactions that we had over the course of that time where I was making progress and she was involved. I was making progress and she was involved. I was getting her opinion. I was reflecting with her, talking about it, whatever, sharing goals, all that kind of stuff. She was involved every step of the way. So every time I saw myself in the mirror, I was able to reflect on all those memories, okay? All those things we had done up to that point. And guess what? It made it easier. It made it easier. Now, if I hadn't gone through that, I can't guarantee that I would have been able to get myself to that point. But when I looked in the mirror, every single time I saw myself, every time I felt my my body being more energetic than it used to be, every time I put on pants and I had, uh, you know, I was... I'll, keenly aware of how small the waist was compared to how big it was when I was younger, like every little thing, right? Every little thing, every time I did that, it reminded me of this. And every time it reminded me of this, it reminded me of all the gratitude that I had built up over the years and how much appreciation and thankfulness I had. And it just made the whole situation easier. It made the whole situation easier. And because I had to be a rock for my son, it made all that easier. So a little bit of a side detour here. I didn't really mean to do that, but you know, it was, it's kind of relevant. So, um, my point is here is that life becomes easier. Okay. That's just one example, but no matter how catastrophic or non-catastrophic or significant or insignificant a situation is, it is easier if you love the way you feel and you love the way you look. I promise it's not shallow. Okay, it's absolutely not shallow to think that way, and anyone who says it is shallow to think that way, I promise you, is is very likely overburdened with insecurities and some sort of self doubt and lack of goal achieving and and development, and they just they they don't believe in other people who are doing great things for themselves. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap up this episode. I do appreciate you listening to this, and if you haven't yet, please. If you've gotten any value out of this, this particular episode or any other episode of the Strength of Body of Mind podcast, please go over to iTunes and leave me a review and a rating, specifically in iTunes. Stitcher's cool too, Google Play, all those are cool too, but iTunes is the most impactful and it allows me to reach more people, the most people actually, and get more positioning on the ranks and ultimately educate and inspire and motivate others in the world of fitness and transformation and health. So thank you guys so much one more time. I appreciate you. I love you. And I will talk to you in the next episode. And as always, train with 
purpose. Take care.